a boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Okay, listen, I went through a period of time where I completely fell out of love with my business. And as I've really dissected that, trying to make sure none of you make the same mistakes I did, I was able to see there were five things specifically that I think really sabotaged me. And so I'm sharing all of them with you. This is a very transparent episode. And I'm also going to share what I did to turn it around. So my hope is not only can you avoid the things that I think didn't support me in my business, but you can take away and implement some of the things that I think really did support me and have supported me in turning things around. And one really big thing, you heard my episode with James Wedmore. He has been so important to me on this journey of falling back in love with my business and finding my freedom and being able to scale in a way that feels really good. He's been running an incredible free event. It's called Rise of the Digital CEO. If you want to sign up, you can actually instantly get access to his replays. And in addition, you'll get to see the extra live events that are happening this week. All you've got to do is head to bossbabe.com forward slash rise to sign up. And at the end of this live event, something really fun between James and Boss Babe is going to be announced. I'm very, very excited for you to hear about this. You'll be one of the first to hear about it if you've signed up. So make sure you do. That's bossbabe.com forward slash rise. And with that, let's dive straight in because we've got a lot to cover. So I wanted to take some time to deep dive into my own personal business lessons because I know in the episodes with James, I shared little bits here and there and we got a lot of his perspectives on some of the big mistakes that he made and what he did to be able to pivot his business to create a life by design. And I wanted to get into that with you guys and my own personal experience too, because I feel like there is so much that I can share. One question that I get a lot is, Natalie, where do you spend your time? Because a lot of people are wanting to, you know, grow a big audience, to build a successful business, to bring in that revenue, to build a team. And I think there's a lot of confusion around where do I spend my time? And so I always say success leaves clues. And I think a lot of people are looking at others to say, okay, well, what are you spending your time on? What are the things you're doing that's really moving the needle for you? that I could internalize and think about how I can use that in my own business too. So we're going to get into all of that. But where I thought I would start was kind of the opposite. Five things that I was doing that actually contributed to stagnant growth in my business, to burnout and falling out of love, quite frankly, with my business. I wanted to start there because my hope in being really transparent and sharing this is that you can avoid the mistakes that I made and you can kind of skip past that part and build something that does feel great. Because my, I mean, I've been in business for a really long time and I feel like I have gone through seasons where things felt amazing and I felt really aligned. And then I also went through a very long season where it didn't. I went through a long season where the business externally looked great, but profit margins were being squashed. And, you know, externally, it might've looked like we were making a ton of money, but actually the profit margins that were starting to decline and I could really see that. And so changes were needed. And there's been times, you know, where I felt crazy burnout. And in those times, I've never been able to show up and kind of say that things are going well when they aren't. That's just not my personality. And so I've really retreated and, you know, stepped back 
from what everyone might see, you know, doing less content and stuff, which ultimately then doesn't support the business. And so I thought now that I've come out of that season, being able to be really honest about what those things have looked like, hopefully will support you and being able to avoid it. So I've came up with five things that I want to share that I think really contributed to that place that I was in. And then we'll talk about what got me out of that. So the first thing, and this is not kind of in order of importance, but the first thing that come to mind that I want to share was not holding my boundaries strong enough. And that's really interesting because you probably hear me talk about boundaries a lot. But what I've learned is when you are really in love with your business, your boundaries are a bit more flexible because you have the freedom. Like now I'm so in love with what I do. Like it doesn't matter to me if I hop on to create some content on a weekend or I create a podcast after my baby goes to bed. Whereas when I was in the season of really not liking my business and really not feeling invested in it in the same way, there was no way I would be working weekends and evenings. I would hold those boundaries strong. However, what I wasn't holding strong was the way in which people could interact with me within the business. And I also just want to say, I'm not trying to make anyone wrong here. This is fully my responsibility and my responsibility only. A boundary is not, you cannot vox on me at this hour. A boundary is, I'm not going to respond if you do. And so again, I'm not making anyone wrong, but I would get voxes at all hours. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a voice app. I would get WhatsApp at all hours, Slack. I would get assign things in Asana with like a day deadline where it would be impossible to do. I was really at the mercy of my business and the people in it. And I really struggled to set the boundaries around that because I was so exhausted. It was almost like I just kept thinking, okay, if I answer this, if I just get through this, then hopefully the list will get shorter and shorter. And it didn't. And so now that I'm in a place where I have a really strong rhythm of my week, the way I run my week has a rhythm, the way I run my month has a rhythm. And people don't just assign me something to do tomorrow. If they want something recorded, they'll assign it to me or a recording day. And they do it with way more notice. Or people aren't just going to send me a voice note to ask a question. There's a process now that they will run through to check whether I actually need to be asked that question. And if I do, where's the appropriate place to put it? And how long is it going to take to get a response? So there's now rhythms in place and processes in place that weren't in place before. That can take a toll on your relationships too, because you can end up building resentment for the people that feel like they're breaking your boundaries constantly when actually it's just you're not protecting yours. It can create a lot of resentment. So again, it's actually really powerful and important for your relationships to set those boundaries. It's not you saying, actually, you know, this relationship isn't important to me, so I'm putting a boundary around it. It's actually this relationship is really important to me. And that's why this boundary is here because I don't want to build up that resentment. Another thing was avoiding difficult conversations. This really, really contributed to my, I think, falling out of love with my business, low motivation, getting really burned out and ultimately the business stagnating because ultimately, you know, as the CEO, as the primary revenue driver of the business, as the content creator, I'm not feeling inspired and motivated, then that's going to reflect in the business's bottom line. And I have to take full responsibility for that. I am not trying to shy away from that. The reason the business was stagnant and growing was because of me and nobody else. And I was avoiding difficult conversations. I was in a place of not wanting to upset anyone. So then I would walk on eggshells and bury things down 
I would not hold people accountable. And if someone wasn't hitting their metrics, I would jump in and hit them for them. You know, if we were in our weekly meetings and I could see a metric was in the red and it wasn't being hit, instead of having conversations with that person to coach them forward and coach them to be able to hit those metrics, I would just jump in and hit them myself. And I would do that because I would be like, well, it's faster if I do it. Okay, well, I could do that easily. Okay, I know what needs to be done. That's often the easy way out. The more challenging, but the most important part of moving through something like that is having those uncomfortable conversations to say, you know, you aren't hitting the mark here. You're not hitting the metrics that we've both agreed on and coaching them either forward to hitting those metrics or figuring out if they're not in the right seat or if they're not able to hit those metrics. Those conversations are really important to have. And I think it's the kind of thing where you only get good at them by doing it. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, okay, I'm a serious businesswoman now. I'm fine having uncomfortable conversations. It's just having them and holding strong in your own. If someone does have an emotional reaction, holding strong in yourself to know that you still get to have that conversation. And that's the place I'm in now where, you know, if I need to have a conversation with someone, if they have a big emotional outburst, what I would do in the past is I would put my needs and the needs of the business aside to comfort that person. And actually that's not serving me, the business or that person. And so now after investing in a lot of coaching and learning, what I'm able to do in those conversations is have those conversations to talk about where the metrics are falling, you know, where the agreements aren't being held up and then be able to coach that person to hit that metric or to come up with a renegotiation of the metric. I feel a lot more comfortable doing that now, but I really did have to invest in the coaching around that because I just found it a lot easier to kind of park things to the side and do more work myself. And that's just not helpful. That's not how we grow a business. That's not how we grow as human beings. And it's such an edge, I think, for a lot of us as entrepreneurs. So it was definitely a big reason that contributed to that. And again, it contributes to burnout because then you end up taking on way more than you want to be taking on. And also, if you're holding on to resentment, if you're holding on to annoyance, frustration with people that you're working with, contractors, vendors, anything like that, if you're holding on to that, that takes energy. That is an energy leak. That is going to make you feel burned out if you hold on to that for long enough. Which leads me on to another thing. I had such a habit, or should I say a pattern, of saying yes to things because I felt like a lot of my worth was being proven through my productivity, my worth being proven through not letting people down, you know, always coming through, saying yes, yes, I can take that on, yes, I can do that, look how much I can put on my plate. And I had a real pattern of doing this, and it almost just became to a point I just said yes. And sometimes I wouldn't even question if that thing was going to move the needle. I would just say yes, because I thought, okay, I'm being asked for it. It's obviously important to that person, their role, so I'll get it done. Whereas now my team will tell you, I push back a lot. If I get assigned something and I go take a look at it and it's feeling like this is not the best use of my time, I'm really going to challenge my team on that. I'm going to say, hey, this is feeling like it's not the best use of my time. And here's why. Tell me if you're seeing something different. And even if they come back with a reason why they still feel like I should do it, I'll still push if I don't think so. And the reason is because I want them to see through the lens I see through when I'm deciding what to spend time on and letting them know, hey, if I say yes to this, 
I have to say no to that other thing. So which one's more important to you? Which one's more important to the business? Which one's more important for our results? And I definitely learned that when my time became a lot more stretched after having a baby because I wasn't willing to just sacrifice time with my baby to say yes to everyone else. I really, I would say, became ruthless with my time because my time came at a cost. Beforehand, you know, I had a lot more time on my hands. It's not to say you need to have a baby to come to this realization. I just did have more time on my hands. Whereas now I see that my time really has a cost because I adore spending time with my baby. I adore being a mother. That's for me, the most important role that I hold. And so I'm not just going to say yes to please everyone else. And doing so meant that when I was saying yes to certain things, I was saying no to certain things. And the things that I was saying no to were actually the things that were going to grow the business and move the needle. And so I was saying yes, which meant I was falling out of love with my business because I was saying yes, things I didn't actually want to be doing. I was saying yes too often. So I was burning out. And then I was saying yes too often that the things that really needed my attention weren't getting my attention. And also want to share, you know, as a business owner, as a CEO, your team might not see the things that you're actually doing that is moving the business forward. They might not see the contribution that you're having to the business because you're not sharing constantly everything that you're doing. And so it's really important that you communicate to the team where you are best utilized, where your zone of excellence is and what might not be, you know, the best use of your time. It's really important that you communicate with them because chances are they don't know and they don't know what your capacity is at and they don't know that what they've assigned you actually isn't the best use of your time. And so the more you communicate is supporting them and being able to then work out how they can move pieces around to still hit their metrics. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms and I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, woman lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now, masterclass.com slash boss babe. Masterclass.com slash boss babe. This year, learn from the best to become the best with Masterclass. The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically cancelled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor and one of the main reasons we had 
effortless checkouts and an amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand, and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform and I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. Another thing was not making risky decisions. Now, you might think that sounds a little counterintuitive, but it's not. So I have talked a long time about having one focus and going all in in one thing. And the reason that I talk about it is because I really learned it the hard way. I made a lot of decisions that I wasn't willing to take the full risk on. I'd say, yes, let's go and do this one thing. But I wouldn't say let's go all in on this one thing. Even if I felt really convicted in it, I would, you know, sometimes listen to others that were feeling a bit more anxious about it, which I get because also not everyone loves the risk. That's why great entrepreneurs make great entrepreneurs, I think, is because they're willing to take calculated risks, but not everyone is willing to. And so I would sometimes listen to those who had an argument why we shouldn't. And I would have my team kind of straddling strategies, which really wasn't the best thing to do. And what I realized was I was letting my team down. If they were feeling anxious about going all in in something, I hadn't put the confidence in them, in the vision. I just hadn't communicated the vision clearly enough and I hadn't communicated my confidence in the vision clearly enough so that they felt confident going all in. And everything I'm sharing with you, by the way, this is our full responsibilities as business owners, as leaders, as CEOs. There's no one else that can take responsibility for this. And so again, yeah, I wasn't making enough risky decisions. There were times when I should have said to my team, I get that this is a risk, but we're going to go all in and here's why and not have people with fragmented attention because fragmented attention will give you fragmented results. Diluted attention will give you diluted results. Diluted focus will give you diluted results. I was having my team with their focus diluted. And that's just not the best way to run the business. It would be so much better if I had all of my team rowing in the same direction towards one goal, one launch, one number, one thing. And I can look back and see a lot of points that I didn't do that. And it's been a really great lesson. And I would say we've gotten a lot better at that. And we still need to hold ourselves accountable because also I'm an entrepreneur just like you and shiny object syndrome still affects me just like it probably affects you. Shiny object syndrome is real. I feel like I have a new idea with every shower that I have, right? And so I do have to hold myself accountable. And I, inside my operating system, I have a place or ideas where they can come out of my head and they can sit in my operating system. And I know that they aren't going anywhere and I can come back to them at any time. But we do all need to stay focused on one thing. And it's my job as a leader to allow people to feel safe in that. 
And then the last thing was making decisions from a place of burnout and doing things I probably wouldn't have done otherwise. Whether that's certain um, partnerships I entered into with, you know, the business and other businesses, whether it was certain launches, maybe, whether it was certain hires, so many different things, you know. I definitely can see that I made those decisions from a place of burnout or from a place of low confidence. And if I was performing at my highest, in my highest self, I wouldn't have made those decisions. I would have negotiated differently. I would have known what was actually going to be supportive for me in the business. I would have known when a good deal was a good deal. Whereas when you aren't focused on being your best self, when you're not you know, well-rested when you're working on things that really light you up, when you've got a big vision to work towards and a great strategy that's going to get you there. When you don't have those things, you can end up feeling really lost. You can lose your confidence. You can be in a place of tiredness where you're just like, oh, that that one person's going to make everything better. Or, you know, if we partner with this company, it's going to take all of this stress away. And it just doesn't work like that. And so I have a rule now that I don't make decisions from a place of burnout and I don't make decisions if I'm not feeling like I am in a great place to make a decision. And so I will check in with myself before I say yes to any kind of big decision, whether it's partnership, team members, products, directions, I have to be in the best place. And so it's my job as a founder to keep myself in that place. And again, I've built it into my rhythm now. I've built it into my operating system. I even have a list of things that I know I need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis to be my best self. That list is really, really important to me because I know if I'm doing those things, I am going to be operating in a place that an eight-figure business owner operates from. That's something James was talking about when we had that conversation about what took you from two to 10 million? And he was like, I knew I needed to operate as an eight figure business owner. And if you're looking to make leaps, whether that's you just want to operate and not just, but you want to operate as someone who owns a business. If you are working for a company right now and you want to be operating as an entrepreneur or a six figure entrepreneur, a seven figure entrepreneur, an eight, nine, whatever your vision is, you have to be able to get in the mindset of operating as that person. And that often means that we really need to get ourselves in a great mental state and we need to get ourselves in a place where we can do that. So that was a lot of what contributed to where I didn't want to be. Let's talk about what contributed to getting where I am now and what has been amazing. The first thing, which kind of goes without saying, but all too often we don't do it. And I love what James says around creating a business by design. I stepped back to create a vision for what I wanted my business and my life to look like by design. I've always been really intentional about creating my reality and not just being in it. And I realized for a while, I'd stopped doing that. I just kind of kept going where the tide would take me. And it was really important for me to step back and really draw a line in the sand and say, okay, here's where I know I want to go. Here's what I want my life to look like. And therefore, here's what I want my business to look like. So I designed my life and then I designed my business around my life. So I got really, really clear on what that vision looked like. And I can share it with you. For me, it was really important to have a business with really healthy profit margins. 
I wanted to have that freedom. I wanted to have a really healthy, profitable business. That was really important to me. That being able to set those financial goals and have those margins felt really important. I wanted to have a business that gave me a lot of freedom. I don't want to work a ton of hours. I want my work to be very fluid based on my motivation. I don't know if anyone can relate, but I go through sprints. I have sprints where I really am so inspired and motivated and I want to work, work, work. And I also go through sprints where I just want to really relax, reset, take a step back, do a ton of reading, learning, gathering, getting motivated, coming up with the next idea. That was really important to me. I also wanted to have a business where I could have a lot of impact, but maybe with fewer people. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I have an audience of almost, if not more, 4 million people. And sometimes that means that a lot of the content I put out, I'm not 100% sure, is it landing? Like I haven't had a one-to-one conversation with someone in a while. Like I'm not 100% sure if it's landing. And there was a sense of emptiness there. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. And I've really craved, which is why last year I did something about it. I really craved having those one-to-one connections, having those smaller groups that I can work with and connecting with more people. And that's been really important to me. And it just makes me feel so much more motivated to really see the direct impact that I get to have on people's businesses and lives. And so that again has come through. And yeah, I wanted my business ultimately to support the life that I wanted to create. And the life that I want to create is a really happy, healthy, peaceful, abundant, exciting life for me and my family. So an example of that is this summer, we are going away for months and we're going to be living all across Europe all summer. That feels so expensive. It's going to be amazing for our relationship, for Noemi to be able to explore like that, for our health, to be able to just unplug and reset And it's just going to feel so amazing. And that's really important to me. You know, we've built our dream house and we have made some investments in companies that we truly believe are going to change the world for the better. That feels really, really expansive to me. There's so many things, you know, the financial location schedule freedom that I really want to create. And that's been something that I have intentionally created. And You know, I want to be able to take time away from my business to work on my inner freedom. I talk a lot about inner freedom, but it's feeling free inside. It's not, you know, living life out of obligation. It's not meaning that you're giving your entire life sacrifice for your business. I have hobbies. I love doing coaching and therapy and retreats and learning about myself and my desires and how I can be the best version of myself. That's really important to me. So I stepped back and I really thought about creating my life, my business by design. I got a lot of mentorship, both in business and in my personal life. I've invested so much money in mentorship, you guys, over the years, and I've never regretted those decisions. Any single time I want to make a change or I want to level up, I invest because I know it's going to shortcut my success and I love to be supported through it, which is ultimately how I met James, which is why we now have the podcast that we have. Had to make some difficult decisions. That wasn't easy. I would say that's the thing that probably gave me the most sleepless nights. That has been really challenging. And I worked with mentors to be able to make those decisions and to come to the realizations that I did. That's been really 
challenging, but also really important. And then ultimately focusing on where I can uniquely move the needle. In our business, you know, there's generally two places that as the founders, CEOs, we want to focus. One, it is growing our audience, growing an audience of people that we can impact and that will ultimately eventually want to buy from us. That's kind of the long-term play. And the short-term play is actually getting those people to buy from us. You know, putting products in front of them that we know are really going to serve them and we're putting them in front of the right person with the right messaging and it's a fit for them. And that's kind of the short term. And what I mean by that is you see the benefit of that instantly in your business in terms of revenue. The long term, it's more of an investment in the long term. And the short term is when you see the benefits and revenue coming in. And so it's really important as founders, we think about what that is for us. What can we be doing to really grow that audience and that pool of buyers? What are we really uniquely positioned to do? And then in the short term, how are we bringing in that revenue consistently day after day, week after week, month after month, building that rhythm? How are we able to do that? And what I've been able to do is figure out what those things are for me. And I've created an entire life and business rhythm around it so that I don't even need to think anymore about is what I'm doing moving the needle. Everything is mapped out for me in a way that I know on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it is, I know what I'm doing. I have a rhythm and it's all in a spreadsheet. It's all pre-prepped for me. And I know if I just follow this rhythm, I'm getting results. Follow the rhythm, get results. And every little tweak I make, things grow. And I can honestly say the business has never been in a better place. I've never felt more free. I've never felt happier. The business has never been so good. I really, really will say that. And it's not you know, you make these changes and tomorrow everything's different. I'm not saying that. Listen, it's been a long journey. I'm going to be totally honest about that. It's been a long journey, but I feel so happy with where things are at and the rhythm I've built around this. Things are only getting better and better and better. And it feels really good. So what I would encourage you to do is really thinking about where are those areas that you can really uniquely move the needle for your business to gain that momentum and then create a rhythm around that momentum so that it stays. Because if we can keep that momentum going, we are growing. So with that, where do we go from here? There's a couple of places that we are going to be going from here. So the first place, and this is completely for you guys, and I think every single person listening to this podcast should do this because this has been a game changer for me. I've already had all of this training So I'm literally giving you the training that I've had that's changed everything for me. James is, like he's already mentioned on a couple of the podcasts, he's doing a three-day event called Rise of the Digital CEO. And the Digital CEO is the CEO that has freedom, that builds their business by design. He is having this three-day event. It is completely free. It is going to be an absolute game changer. So what you're going to be doing is blending a lot of the strategy, the mindset, clarity, focus. He's teaching you all of those things over June 1st, 6th, and 8th. Listen, you don't need another vacation. You don't need a stricter boundary. You need to take action to actively disrupt the pattern that is keeping you stuck. And James is going to show you how to do that, just like he showed me in this event. Once you do this, I know how possible it is to fall in love with your business again. So what you're going to do is go to bossbabe.com forward slash CEO 
I've actually got my entire team attending this event as well. So we'll probably be emailing you during it, recapping some of the stuff, but still come and still be there yourself and show up live because it is going to be incredible. So I want you to do this alongside of us. Do something about feeling burned out. Do something about not being where you want to be. We've got six months left of this year. We get to make those changes that are going to change everything. The exponential growth that you can get from just doing the free training is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So bossbabe.com forward slash CEO. And then what's coming after that, I'll just tell you all the things. What's going to be coming after that is me and James are actually partnering up to offer you something really, really cool. Whether you decide to do it or not, it's totally up to you. You're going to get so much value from the three-day free event. So if you just want to do that and that's enough for you, then go for it. But then there'll be an extra option. We are going to be teaming up. So James is going to be offering his signature program, Business by Design. And I've actually created a brand new offering called Life by Design. And basically, all I'm doing is giving you all of the tools that I've been using to build my life by design. So James has taken care of all the business stuff for you. And the way in which he has built a freedom-based business is freaking phenomenal, you guys. I'm not even going to try and get involved in that because he's crushing it. What I'm going to help you do is how to build your life by design because I really care about that harmony we can have between our life and businesses. As ambitious women, we have a lot going on and we get to feel good doing it. So inside of life by design, I'll not go into the full details, but we're going to be doing certain things like I have a life total reset workshop where I'm actually going to guide you through resetting everything in your life, moving out of being really burned out into your most energetic, most productive, most focused state. I'm going to be sharing with you my seven-figure CEO operating system. And I'll be literally sharing with you my exact daily, weekly, monthly schedule and my rhythm that has created the white space that I have that is sharing with you exactly where I'm spending my time and how I'm doing it. Like I'm literally going to be sharing screenshots of everything I'm also going to be giving you my full life delegation playbook. So basically everything in my life that I delegate, which is a lot. And I'm honestly not ashamed to say that. I don't feel guilty for saying that. I love being able to do that. I'm going to give you that playbook. And then um, me and James are going to be hopping on a live training together where life by design is meeting business by design. And we're really going to be coaching you on being able to bring the two together, bring your life and your business together. So all of that's coming. It's not available yet. But what you can do right now is go to bossive.com forward slash CEO, sign up for James's training. And then if you know you're going to want to get in on the business and life by design, just drop me a DM on Instagram at I am Natalie with the word freedom. And I'm going to get you on the waiting list. It's going to be incredible. I feel so excited about launching this. It's something that This truly has changed everything for me. And every day that I wake up with a free calendar and I get to spend time with my baby and my friends and my husband and my family, I actually have my family out with me right now, is me just being like, I need to share this with more women. I need to get this out there. And so I've been finding a way to make it happen. So I'm really excited about it. And I hope me sharing my lessons has shared with you some things that maybe you should avoid or that you could work on. And hopefully you can shortcut some of the things that slowed me down. So yeah, DM me at I am Natalie with the word freedom if you want on that waiting list. And just generally, let me know what your feedback is. Let me know if it was helpful, if it was one key takeaway, because I really hope there was one. Bye.